I would describe our Labor Day weekend as perfectly uneventful. It was uneventful, but it was it was uneventful. But actually, no, I mean, we didn't do anything, but we had a lot of really good we didn't family do, moments this weekend. We didn't do anything, but we did all the things. We did do all the things. Yeah. So, but we, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a planned beach trip or anything like we that. We had no plans. We had no plans. So we ended up uh, going over to a friend's pool. Callie's coworker was out of town for this weekend and said, Hey, if you guys want to use the pool. So we went over to the pool two different days so Ellie could float around in the pool. So great. cute. It was so cute. And she loves water. She's a little water bug. So it was adorable watching her like just float around in the little legs in the water. Oh, so cute. We got her like this little, we, when we went to the beach, I don't know, a few, at the beginning of summer, we got her this thing and we, we only went into the ocean once. We spent most of the time at the, the pool of the condo we were staying at, but she, she didn't, she she wasn't coordinated enough to stay upright in the little float thing. So we actually had to kind of just hold her in the pool, just hold her in the water. This time she, not only was she like hanging out in the, you know, thing, just floating around the pool. But at one point, the hose for the thing that cleans the bottom of the pool, I don't know what it's called, but the little robot that cleans the bottom of the pool got behind the float and just pushed her around the pool. She thought that was the greatest thing in the world. And then uh, at one point she decides, I don't want to be in this float anymore and just takes a header right off it, like climbs out of it. And we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> then she face plants into the water. So then from that point on, we held her. And so, we were there and she was fine. Yeah, she was fine. But we're like, what are you doing? Crazy. Uh, so that was the weekend. And then yesterday was a milestone, an Ellie milestone. She figured out how to pull herself up and she's, she's gotten the past like two weeks down with like crawling to sitting up by herself and stuff like that. And then we've seen her start to like, maybe play with getting on her knees. The loudest swallow I've ever heard. Sorry. (laughs) I was like poorly timed my breaths there. Um, but then she's been like pulling up to her knees a little bit, but never to her feet. Like, and I was sitting in the living room and the girl pulled herself up on her little baby piano and stood up and then started going through her toy basket, like right next to it, all standing. And I was like trying not to cry. And I'm like, well, I don't want to call Jeff because I don't want to like, you know, distract her focus and then have her fall. And then it's this amazing moment, but I didn't want Jeff to miss it. So I grabbed my phone really quick. I recorded it. And then after she'd been standing for like, you know, like a minute, I was like, Jeff, you've got to come up here. And then I cried. It was a bit. So it was a, it was a great weekend of doing nothing that was filled with great family moments. It was, we had, we really truly had, I mean, Jeff said at the pool, he was like, I think this might be my favorite Ellie memory to date. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. 
If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for No Plans Weekends. No Plan Weekends? No Plans Weekend? No Plans Over the Weekend. No. We- no. <laughs> Why is this so hard? Uh, I am grateful for having no plans, but ending up having a great time. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for friends with pools. I thought you were about to say friends with benefits. <laughs> Why weird. would I say friends with benefits? I don't benefits? know, but that was what popped into my head. And I'm like, this is weird. I want to coin a new phrase. And I think we were the first people to use the phrase micro-anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about those little two and three minute long things that you see every day, but you never tackle. Yes. Okay. What? I was going to say, I remember tackling my first micro anxiety and it was like a year and a half ago. And do you remember when I just got mad at the grime around our um, faucet and I went at it with like a toothpick and a toothbrush for like a good 15 minutes and that's all it took, but it drove me crazy every day. I would like wash my hands at the sink and be like, oh, I get the grime off there. The phrase that I want to coin now or the pro- the, the thing that I want to tackle now I think it would be they would be called macro anxieties. Explain. Well, is am I using that correctly? Would macro be the opposite of micro? Is that yes. is that correct? That is correct. So these are the big projects. These are the painting projects. These are the clean the garage projects. These are the sort through all your stuff for a garage sale project. Like that's these are the big things that you need to undertake, right? macro anxieties. Here's my theory on these. This is how I think we should tackle them. Well, I'm very excited about this because there is a macro anxiety in our house that is driving me nuts. Okay. Bananas right now. What is your macro anxiety that you would like to tackle? The scuffs on the walls. Going up the stairs? The whole house The whole house. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably thinking what I would probably be thinking, which is, well, why don't you just wash the walls? Why don't you just magic eraser the walls? I have thought of that. I have been to the cleaning Instagram account that says, hey, here's how you should get scuffs off your walls. Problemo though, we have the world's cheapest paint of all time. So I did attempt to do that once, took the paint right off. It didn't take it off. It just polished it smooth and... The, the place where I notice the scuffs is the stairway coming into the house. Because the light hits it right. And if, yeah, the, when the sun is on that side of the house and it comes in, it just magnifies everything. Yeah. So I think probably 23 hours a day, uh, 23 hours out of the day, you can't even see them. But yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Drives me crazy. And they're all over the house, I think, from when we moved in. Because when you move in, you just, like... I'm not exaggerating. An elbow scuff could scratch these walls. I, the the way I would propose tackling this macro anxiety is I think we collectively, whoever has macro anxieties on their, on, on their list, looks at their calendar a year out. So right now you would look at September of this year through September of next year. And you would count, you would pick a number. It has to be higher than four. Actually, I'll say it even has to be higher than five, but fewer than 12. 
and you just pick it, whatever the number is. And here's what you do. You count Saturdays or whatever your day off is that you would use to tackle these macro anxieties and you block them on your calendar a year out. So every nine weeks, say, that's a macro anxiety day. So every nine weeks, you have a day. The entire day is set aside for garage cleaning, hallway painting, garage sale prep, whatever it is, fixing the, replacing the shower in the guest bathroom, whatever big project you have, you schedule it on one of those days because now it's not a looming thing on your to-do list where you're thinking, oh, I've got to find a free Saturday. You've actually blocked out Saturdays a year in advance and you just put it on the next available day. The, it comes Here's out why your- I appreciate the out of the brain thing as someone that struggles to keep their brain organized. Yes. Writing it down somewhere actually does feel freeing. It's you're not, you're not just writing it down. You're scheduling it. And, right. And here's where this comes from. It actually comes from something that's not project oriented, but there is a guy that I know, a friend of a friend who has a, a, a rule where every 10 weeks he does something just for himself or for his family, like no matter what. So five times a year, he won't, he picks the weeks a year, you know, like he starts in January and he just counts, you know, 10 weeks, blocks one, 10 weeks, blocks a weekend. And those will be weekend trips with his family. That might be like, uh, I think, I think his are all family focused. So it could be, you know, camping with his kids. It could be going to visit grandpa, whatever it is. That's just, and he, and there's nothing else that can go on his schedule. Those are blocked out family calendar set in January, right? Mm-hmm. And it guarantees him five, no matter what else happens in his life, five great family memories per year, no matter what. He's going to have other ones, mm-hmm. but five big family events every year. I'm like, why couldn't that just apply to so many big things that people have to do? So if you have big projects to do, block them out, put, and then how many, you only have to clean your garage once or twice a year. Right. But you know what happens in our house, at least we get up that Saturday garage has been on the calendar for nine months. It's been there waiting. And then we wake up eat breakfast. And we're like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. we can't do that though. <laughs> That's the, it can't be done. It's not an option. Mm-mm. We have to be more disciplined than that. So Jeff is all about the calendars right now and the scheduling things out and putting things down and you know, yeah. So, so which of your macro anxieties are you going to put on our calendar for 2022? Well, I don't even know what year it is. We would have to pick the dates first. Like we would have to go through. That's the first step. So we would start like this weekend and we would go, okay, we're going to start next weekend and then we're going to go every nine weeks. And then you just count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, boom, circle it. And then you have a wiggle room. Like if the ninth happens to fall on your birthday, you go one week earlier or one week later. Right. So, but which project do you want to tackle? Oh, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't really, have, I mean, other than cleaning the garage, I don't know. Yeah, it would just be cleaning stuff. I don't That's have any. the only macro anxiety you have? Yeah, I mean, I haven't thought That's of it. so nice. But I haven't thought, I haven't thought, why are you pressuring, why are you macro pressuring me? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'll put that as a list. That'll be my first macro anxiety is to de <laughs> develop a list of macro anxieties. <laughs> Um, this week, okay. It was actually, no, yesterday. I'm like this week, I'm so disoriented after holidays. Do you get like that? Yes. Where you're like, what day is it? What yes. month is, is it September? I don't know. Is it a Tuesday? I can't remember. Um, so I'm a little disoriented, but I woke up yesterday. Just, I must have woken up in the middle of a sleep cycle or something, you know, where like you can have all the coffee you want. You can exercise you can do whatever you want you will be in a brain fog all day long you can even go back to bed or attempt to nap your way out of it but i my assumption is it happens to everybody where the minute you wake up you know that you're never gonna fully wake up that day i knew it on like when my feet hit the ground. Yes. And I, it was a fog all day and I tried to like recharge. I tried to do something mindless. I tried to, um, take a nap. None of it helped drink more coffee. None of it helped. I would like to know what is the secret sauce? What is the secret sauce to hitting reset on your body's clock? Because I got eight hours of sleep. Did I get more? I got at least eight hours. Um, That's two the worst. Ago. It was amazing. Because sometimes that happens when after like an incredibly long night of sleep, which is doubly frustrating because not only are you in a brain fog, but you're in a brain fog on the day when you absolutely should not be in a brain fog because you went to bed so early. Right. I feel before. like I gave my body what it wanted. We yes. went to bed at 10 o'clock on a, you know, weekend night. Yep. Woke up 6.15, brain fog the whole day. Anyways, if you have the ultimate push button solution, that push button, reset button. Is that what I'm trying to say? I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying though? The master reset. Yes. If you know how to do that with your body and you know what it is. I feel like the solution. You need it, to let me know. The solution exists. It just needs to be advertised. Like it just needs to be revealed. Somebody has it. Somebody's like, oh yeah, that happens to me. Here's exactly what I do. I am kind of thinking that there's not a solution because I feel like anyone that would know that would be a billionaire. I have a warning for anybody listening who is a nice person. If you are a nice, kind person, listen up. Because there is a new way for criminals to take advantage of your kindness. Hmm. And I hate stories like this because the victims are truly are, are kind-hearted, selfless people. And they end up getting burned. It's not just a random, you know, robbery where somebody, you know, runs up to you and says, give me your wallet. And you could be a terrible person and you lost your wallet. This is like running up to you and saying, are you a really great human? You are. Oh, I think I know what you're going to say. Give me your wallet. Is I think I may have read this. Is it the babysitter story? Oh no. It's about the grandkids story. 
the grandkids story. What's the grandkids? Have you story? not heard of this? No. Where I read this article about how many millions of dollars um, elderly people were scammed out of last year because of people calling them, telling them that their grandchild is being held captive and demanding money. What? So they pay a ransom? Mm-hmm. And it's a scam. That's a, yeah. That's good. taking advantage of old people. You're going straight to H-E double hockey, hockey sticks. Hockey sticks. <laughs> this is, this, this was a, uh, posted in a, um, in a Facebook group in the Atlanta area. But if, if you're listening, oh, boy. Where, okay. wherever this could, this could apply to anybody. So this woman writes, I'm babysitting for a family all day today. And while the baby was napping, the parents asked me to take the dog for a walk. They were obviously home. Mm-hmm. So she's watching the kids. Parents are probably working from home or something. They go, can you take the dog for a walk? So it's the middle of the day. She's out walking the dog and a guy approaches her and says, look, I need to call my friends and my phone died. Shows her, her his phone to mm-hmm. her and says, my phone died. Can I use your phone real quick to send them a message? She says, no problem. Hands her, hands him her phone, text, 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 text hands it back to her, says, thank you so much. And he walks down the street. She walks a few steps further, looks at her home screen and sees that her apps just don't look right. And she can't figure out what, like what's off about her apps. Mm -hmm. She's like, that is so shady. What did that guy do? And it was later that she realized the reason her apps were messed up is because he deleted Venmo after sending himself $4,000. People are terrible. So it's a scam where people say, can I use your phone for a minute? I need to text my friends and let them know. Is Venmo not an app that we have to lock in, log into with our faces? You can set. Oh, I'm going to go do that right a now. Password on your Venmo to protect against that. I feel like there are more and more crimes that are taking place where the victims are just nice people. Like there was one circulating in the next door group or whatever it was that, uh, people would like rear end you on purpose. And then when you got out to be like, are you okay? Or whatever that they would carjack, carjack you. you. Uh huh. People are terrible. That's awful. So I feel like you can't even be a nice person anymore. You stay in your car. You lock the doors. Nothing against this babysitter, but I wouldn't hand my phone to anybody. Oh, yes, you would. Hand my phone? No way. What would you say? I would say, what's your friend's? Give me your friend's number. I'll text him for you. Oh, okay. What do you want me to say? I'll do it. I can understand being on the spot. And if the person was like, what, don't you trust me? I'd be like. It's uh, my phone. It's my phone, and I'm here walking a dog, and you're a stranger. So if you want me to text somebody for you, I will. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I would say it in my head right now, but I wouldn't say that to their face. But I don't think I would hand somebody my phone. Under I, It would be – I don't think I would hand You them. know what I think you would do? If you weren't holding your phone, which would be your downfall. However, I feel like what you would do is be like, oh, I left it at home. Sorry, man. Which is great. Because you love to be the king of like, yeah, I'm going to act like I'm nice, but really I'm lying to you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That sounded bad, but do you know what I mean? Like you are the king of like, oh yeah, sorry, I don't have time. I'm 
whatever. Or somebody asked you for something a couple weeks ago and you were like, ah, sorry, I got a baby in the car. I'm like, you used our child. What was that? The other, but I'm also the guy. Remember that time that the, the moving van near our house was broken down and I went to like four different places to buy yeah, you did. jumper cables nice. to help those guys out. Mm-hmm. And I think I've lost those jumper cables. I bought, I was like, I'm going to go buy these guys jumper, ca- these, the jumper cables to, to help them start their moving van. And then I'm going to have them in my car because I somehow lost them before. And now I think I've lost them again. <laughs> the only way you would lose jumper cables is if you didn't take them off the other car. I am so excited to get my Ultimate Ears Fits this week. They're the world's most comfortable earbuds. And here's how it works. You're going to get a guaranteed perfect fit in 60 seconds. They stay put in your ear, whether you're on the go or just hanging out around the house. No pain, no discomfort. Here's what happens. Using groundbreaking light form technology, Ultimate Ears Fits molds to the contours of your own ear. So you just put them in, you connect to the app and then you watch the purple leds form the earbuds to your unique shape it is amazing and you know how i love technology and you know how i love gadgets i cannot wait the ultimate ears fits true wireless custom fit earbuds are here to change the way you experience music or podcast or phone calls whatever you use your earbuds for for a limited time, get 15% off your pair of Ultimate Ears Fits with true wireless earbuds at ue.com slash fits. Use the promo code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 15% off with promo code UPSIDE at ue.com slash fits. Think organic groceries are too expensive? Uh, yeah, me too. Thankfully, there's Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They'll deliver what you need so you can spend more time on what matters. We've been Thrive Market members for years now, and our focus on healthy food is more important to us now than ever, now that we have Ellie. The Thrive Market site is super easy to navigate, and I know when I click on the baby aisle that whatever I choose will be healthy, organic, and high quality for her and I can feel good about literally any choice I make when I shop at Thrive Market. Right now, she's super into the teething crackers, so we stock up on those for snacks for her, and they also have her favorite veggie pouches. She loves to push on the pouches herself and feed herself, and it is so cute. They have everything from ethically sourced pantry essentials to sustainable meat and seafood to non-toxic cleaning and beauty products. Plus, you can easily shop by diets and values like keto, gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, fair trade certified, and more. Go to thrivemarket.com slash upside. Join today to get $20 off your first order and a free gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash upside to get $20 off your first order and a free gift. Thrivemarket.com slash upside. Now that I'm the proud owner of a very inquisitive 10-month-old, I know the struggle that parents feel keeping their kids' minds and hands occupied. With KiwiCo Crates, you're going to get 
projects that cultivate your child's natural creativity and curiosity delivered right to your door every month. This is going to keep them exploring new worlds and rediscovering familiar ones without leaving home and without taking everything off the shelf in your office just to spread it around on the floor and look at it. They have the Panda Crate. This is what Ellie would use. It's been uh, developed in partnership with the Seattle Children's Hospital. It delivers age appropriate hands-on projects to help infants and toddlers build a foundation for learning. And these crates arrive every other month and are filled with two months worth of stuff, but they've also got crates for all ages from zero to 104. Get KiwiCo delivered right to your house. Start redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code upside at kiwico.com that's 50 percent off your first month at k-i-w-i-c-o.com promo code upside today's quote of the day is you can never cross the ocean until you have the courage to lose sight of the shore here are my three random things brought to you by brown and company jewelers number one if you are feeling unusually tired could be one of many reasons, but here is one that you might overlook. Making too many decisions. Decision fatigue is real. According to a study uh, that was reported in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, uh, whether it's trying to pick from all the coffee choices or making huge decisions at work if you're in upper management, too many options, either good or bad, can actually exhaust you. This is why I like to eat the same thing every day. Yeah. And that's why I think I really appreciate Steve Jobs. You love that. You pretty much are Steve Jobs at this point. I And that's very intentional. Like I have 12 of the same brand black t-shirts. And it's just so easy. Because what am I going to wear today? A black t-shirt. Done. So simple. Um, according to a, uh, I don't know what this person's title is. Do, 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 do a sleep scientist at Brigham and women's hospital in Boston. Uh, you can turn yourself into a morning person. If you're not a morning person, I totally believe that here's is all it takes is seven minutes. So you don't have to get like have one of those people that have like a big 45 minute long morning routine where uh, you get up and meditate and do yoga and journal and all this other stuff. But you should commit to seven minutes in the morning to drink some water, to focus on what motivates you, do a couple of stretches or yoga poses. If you do that, if you have a pet, spend a minute or two with your Aww. pet. But do it the first seven minutes, the minute you wake up, get out of bed and start doing those small things immediately. And in less than 21 days, you can transform yourself into a morning person for only seven minutes a day. And finally, my third random thing, the three most common nightmares are, any guesses? Falling. Falling is number one. Being late. Being late is not in the top three. Uh, here's what they are feeling like you're falling, feeling like you cannot speak or having your teeth fall out. 
Ooh, I've never had the teeth fall out dream. I have heard this before. I've never had that either. I have the same reoccurring dreams. There are two. Nightmares, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, And they always, the theme of them is always that I am trying to accomplish something and no one will help me. And the theme in the dreams is that it's always people that I know. So people you should be able to count on Mm -hmm. are letting you down. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I wonder what that means. I don't know. I want to talk to like a dream psychologist or something, or is that such a thing? Uh Uh-huh. A dream analyst? That would be so, so well, interesting. The, we could talk to one of the dream analysts uh, quoted in this article because they talked about what the- <laughs> What a transition. <laughs> well, thanks. You set me up for it. Um, they talked about what the different dreams mean. Like um, dreaming like you're falling means that you don't feel supported in your life. Uh, dreaming that you cannot speak means your subconscious is telling you that you need to find your voice about something. And dreaming that your teeth are falling out means that you know that you are sharing too much information about something. You are inserting yourself where you don't belong. Interesting. Those are my three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We did it. We finally did it. We started The Sopranos, which I know Jeff Dollar is so excited about. It was probably, or it probably is my favorite non-comedy TV show of all time. I have never, I've seen the first episode like 12 times and never gone past that, but we are knee deep in The Sopranos now. How, what are we on? Like episode seven? I think we're on, I think we just finished episode eight of season one. I don't even know, I think it's seven or eight seasons Mm -hmm. long. Um, But it's, I forgot how good it is, but here's the thing about The Sopranos. So I say that phrase so much. Whoever knows how much I say, here's the thing. Here's the thing about The Sopranos is you really need to commit to, to the first season because the relationships and the characters are so dynamic. Mm-hmm. There's so much to learn about the personal and professional relationships between all of the people that it takes a while for those roots to take hold. Right. So you really have to commit. So I'm glad we got past the first few episodes and you're still in. Yeah, I'm totally in. I do think it's it's definitely like a slow moving show. It starts slow moving. Once you know who everybody is and how they relate to one another, it's like, you will eagerly consume episode after episode after episode, and you'll be sad when they're over. I also saw that you is coming back next month for season three. The release date is October 15th. Um, apparently that's been news for like a week. I hadn't seen it, which is shocking to me because I love that show. Are you excited? I am. I, I'll, I'll, I'm excited for it, but... 
Season one was so good. That's so good. Like season one of you was an A plus. Season two was a solid B. I don't know that I would have given season two the entire season had season one not been so good. Okay, if you have never watched you before, it is people are calling it, people are comparing it to Dexter kind of, right? Yeah, that would be a fair comparison. Um, it's a sociopath who uses social media to learn about the the people that he becomes obsessed with. And and the main character, like the the dark character or whatever, is Dan Humphrey from Gossip Girl. So it's a really, yeah, it's a really interesting thing because there are definitely like ties to his Gossip Girl character, which makes it really creepy. Um, not ties like they wrote it for that, but you know the main character is obsessed, obsessed with literature, and you know anyway, yeah. it's a really I. The first season is fantastic. I think also. I really liked the woman in season one, the actress, Beck. Yes. Was her name. She was really good. So I think, you know, it's always hard. You know, it's like The Crown where they change up the cast. Uh -huh. So it's always hard when you fall in love with a series and then they change the cast every season. But that's back in the middle of October. Yep. So we have until then to finish Sopranos. Oh, boy. Hey, guys. There is this restaurant that unfortunately closed by our cabin in the mountains and all of their servers wore t-shirts because it was like a local farm to table restaurant and their t-shirt said, I tried growing all my own food, but couldn't find vacancies. <laughs> I love that t-shirt. Totally reminded me of the unearthing the carrot slumber and having a side of meat. <laughs> All right. Love y'all. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash upside. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You may not be feeling down and out or depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if you find yourself short with people around you or you're feeling strained in any of your relationships, therapy can help. I've been going to therapy for almost 15 years now, and it has completely changed my life. I have to laugh a little bit at myself because it's all always the days or the times when I say, well, I really don't need therapy. And that's when I take away the most. Life is stressful, even when we don't realize it. And talking to someone unbiased about life is such a great stress relief. BetterHelp is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Upside listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash upside. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Heather, and I have to say that I think the lady in the closing sounds like the lady in the monster plantation at um, Six Flags. You know, y'all come back now, you hear? Anyway, so every time I hear it, all I can think of is the monster plantation. So join the monsters at the mansion. Bye! Hey, guys, I'm listening to Wednesday's show, and I love the segment of Court with Callie. It is so good. 
But I also have to say that, Jeff, you are so bad at interrupting Callie. Like, she couldn't, she never even had the chance to finish one sentence with her ruling, and then you immediately kept wanting clarification. So maybe, you know, count to 10 or 20 and wait for her to finish, and then ask your questions, because I really would love to know what she was going to say before you kept interrupting her and sidetracking things. So just throwing that out there. Love you guys. But, Jeff, that was annoying. Hey, Kelly and Jeff, I wanted to call in regards to the person who called and left the voicemail about the ending something like Wanda Sykes. That is exactly what I thought. The first time I heard it, I was like, she sounds like Wanda Sykes playing an old lady. So I just thought it was really cute. I do like the message, and I'm glad you guys have the audio, and hopefully she's able to get her stuff back up. But she could easily do a stand-in for Wanda Sykes' voice. Love the show. Bye. Good morning. Listening to the episode on um, Friday about shortcuts. Everybody probably already knows this, but if you're an iPhone user, on the messages, pinning your most popular conversations to the top, that was a game changer to me. I didn't have to scroll through all my messages to find where my kids texted or something like that. They are pictures just right up top and boom, hit the little circle. Like I said, people already know it, but that's a really quick game changer shortcut for me. Have a great day. Hey, Callie and Jeff, this is Cheryl. Um, you guys playing the podcast again about the micro-anxiety was perfect timing because I had two things that were bugging the crap out of me, so I took care of them. I call them micro-annoyances. But um, And the other thing is I agree with Callie about betting with people and making them feel bad. I feel the same way about phone pranks. I can't listen to them. They make me all nervous. Except for the time, Jeff, that you called the girl telling her that you called her on her cell phone, telling her that you had found her lost cell phone. And you called her a couple times on the cell phone that she thought was lost. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, love your show, guys. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, guys. It's Eileen. Uh, just listening to Friday's episode, and I had to stop and pause. Um, I want to please find out the link to the pens that you were talking about. I love a good pen. Oh, my gosh, and you're right. It does make a difference in your handwriting and the grip. So could you please uh, give us the link to that? And, oh, my gosh, who doesn't love Amazon's order history? I was feeling like some of y'all out there, you got dreams, but you're feeling like you just don't believe in yourself. Well, honey, if you don't believe in you, it's going to be so hard for other folks to believe in you. So you know what I want you to do today? I want you to start telling yourself that you can do anything you put your mind to. You got some books to write. You got some songs to sing. You got some inventions to invent. <laughs> you going out there and have yourself a good day. I believe in you.